Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the podcast, Being With Moo, tonight. My guest is Elliot Darrow. He is a writer and a producer. And I'm going to introduce him. I'm going to unmute his mic in a second. First, let me give you the call-in number um, to call in, and you can ask a question or make a comment, or you can just listen in. Uh, the number is 619-924-0976, 619-924-0976. And if you do want to ask a question or make a comment, just press the number 1 on your keypad and it will uh, let me know. So, good evening, Elliot. Hey, good evening to you, Marty. How are you? I'm doing good. Are you sounding pretty good, considering you you weren't feeling well earlier this week? No, I was doing uh, not not well at all, but uh, absolutely yeah. better now. Good. Yeah, coming out coming out the back end of this thing. Good, 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 good. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna probably read some of your poetry, unless you want to go ahead and do it. You sound pretty good, so we'll just you know, I guess we'll just play it by ear. Um, would you like to start by sort of giving a little background on yourself? I may well. Okay. I uh, basically come from my father worked in the uh, picture business after a, after uh, the war. Um, before that, yeah, my old man was um, uh, a boxing and wrestling promoter at the Olympic Auditorium. And uh, you know, after that, uh, uh, he worked with a big time, uh, big time Hollywood writer producer, uh, Phil Jordan, and he and he's mm-hmm. all over the internet. Uh, Jordan yeah. is, uh, I mean, amazing guy. Uh, I mean, or he, I should say, I mean, he was. He he he's passed away now. But uh, yeah. myself started out um, actually working at KCOP. When I was in school, I was at Valley College, and I was uh, trying to get to UCLA. And um, my father got me into uh, KCOP. Uh, mm-hmm. From there, uh, that was it. Was actually very nice there. I learned a lot. I started to shoot documentary films from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. From there, to uh, Portland, Oregon, and uh, did a lot of uh, uh, film shooting, sixteen millimeter film stuff. Uh, for a buddy of mine, there, mm-hmm. he's like a actually, he and he taught me how to it really how to shoot and how to how to make film. Uh, from that point, I went uh, back 
went here to Universal, started working on film crews, um, then got into writing. And um, at that time, uh, at the same time, basically, I went to work with who I call my uncle, Phil Jordan. Uh, Dan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was on the like downside of his career. He was just kind of taking it easy, but he was still making these kind of, uh, like, you know, actually uh, for him, definitely uh, be pictures. And I, mm-hmm. I worked with some people that it came through there. Uh, we did two pictures over the course of about two years. And then I got into uh, more, it got, uh, came back, uh, you know, uh, my father passed away. And I got into uh, heavy, heavily into writing. Um, to, to bring one thing up, I read uh, our our garage at our house was, I mean, like a vault of, of scripts and uh, film, work, picture, uh, you know, whatever, all kinds of stuff from their company. It was uh, Security Pictures, the, the, the film company. And... Um, I at about 15 years old, I started reading scripts, and I started reading a lot of Phil Jordan's material. And it turned out a lot of Phil Jordan's material actually wasn't Phil Jordan's material. He was he was fronting for a lot of uh, blacklisted writers in the 50s, and it's a big deal because I mean it's it's coming out now. Again, you see it on the on the uh, on the internet. You can you can look up a lot of stuff uh, on this on this guy. Tremendous. But I uh, I learned how to write um, a film script, you know, um, by reading probably 50 of these things, uh, different things, treatments. There's also, I mean, all kinds of uh, stuff. Anyhow, bottom line, um, I go to um, Valley College, and I, I write this my first script. And what I do is I'm I'm putting quarters into a um, uh, what is it? It's a it, like an electric typewriter. I think for half an hour you could type like a, yeah, a paper. Yeah, yeah. For well, I I'm writing a script on this, and I, I write this thing, and I it anyhow. Bottom line, at, at the end of this, uh, like it probably took me I don't know maybe at that first one uh, maybe uh, uh, let's say a month. I I mm-hmm. get a meeting with uh, Mel Brooks at 20th Century Fox. And uh, Stuart Kornfeld, who now is, well, at least as, as far as I know, is still with, um, oh, man, I knew this would happen. I would forget. Uh, well, yeah, he's a big, 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 big uh, time producer with uh, Red Hour Productions. It's um, mm-hmm. Ben Stiller. That's what it is. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's uh, ben, ben Stiller's producing partner. Well, he was, at that time, um, Mel Brooks's um, assistant. And mm-hmm. I get I'm thinking, I, you know, wow, this is wonderful. Bottom line, it doesn't happen, but they give me like hope, and they, you know, and they actually set me up with a, an agent who I had been to a party with. I didn't know at the at the time, but I had mm-hmm. been to a party with this guy, and I told him, you don't need agents. I said, you need agents for your one big break, and then you're kind of on your own. And I was kind of going back to the Phil Jordan deal, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it turns out, yeah, this guy, like, I mean. I look at him. We, we we couldn't figure each other out. Like, wait, I know you from somewhere, from somewhere. And at the same time, we we said one word, and this guy's name was his name was Todd Henry, <laughs> and that was that's where the party was. Like, yeah, Todd Henry. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm the guy that said I don't need you. Yeah, okay. 
He said, don't worry, I'll read the thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, and it yeah. was sent over all yeah. books by his. Yeah. Anyhow. So yeah. from there, you know, I bounced around. I did a lot of stuff. And um, I, kept, uh, I would get on documentary crews shooting a, a film. Mm-hmm. And I got eventually, in, uh, of all things, got into animation. And it was just a, a freak thing. I met a guy who had kind of, we were kind of both like at a, a low point, you know, kind of a business. You're up and down, you're up and down. I get yeah. into that. Uh, I go into animation. I, I, uh, I write a bunch of stuff. And, and Chuck Lorre, are you familiar with him, with Chuck Lorre? Yeah. Well, I worked with Chuck Lorre. That was his first job. That was my first job in animation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. on, on, the, on that on that writing group. And, oh. uh yeah, and that was like 19, I don't know, 82 or 3 or something. No, I don't know, around there. It was yeah. Way back. So I did that, did animation, Got in, eventually got, uh, you know, into production and animation. Um, it did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's like 200, like the original, like 200 of those. Yeah. And, um, not too much writing at that point. That was more like actually making making it happen, you know, production manager, post-production. Mm. All. Right. And then uh, kept all, all the while kept writing, and there's stuff. Uh, I don't know. There's, you know, I, I don't want to keep going on and on and on, but uh, <laughs> uh, there's a, at this time, even today, I have, I have a script that I wrote about, um, honestly, like 20 years ago, still mm-hmm. relevant today. Um, it's like mm-hmm. a... a Kind of psychosexual thriller takes place in San Francisco. Um, mm-hmm. A young kid was looking for, and this kid has already has a. He's 24 years old. He has a film in a can. Um, he's looking for this. He's calling it modern, uh, modern noir, and this modern yeah. noir. I got go. I got a script just like that. Boom! I sent it to him. Okay, he wants to do it. So we're going over that now. He was in Europe for a year. Yeah. And. Did I, did I, I think I, we may have talked about this no, before. No, I, yeah, I think, well, yeah, you told me, but, I mean, you you can go ahead. You don't, yeah, you can go ahead and talk about it. It's just, I, I just remembered well, it. It was like, oh, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, real quick, it's, yeah, he's working on it, and uh, he needs to learn a couple things like time. You know, I mean, you, you just can't, you can't just hang out and work on it a little by little. I mean, it's, you know, mm. it's, you know, it's, it's a thing where you sit your ass down and you and, and that's what I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get in. He's very good. He's very talented. And uh, this mm-hmm. thing will some some will come of this. Actually, he's, there's some things that you know you don't uh, a lot of things in Hollywood. You, you don't want to like talk about him until you know he's kind of cursed. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. I hear I hear you. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. you don't want to curse him. It's like really superstitious. I know. I I, I know yeah. what you're saying. Uh, so are you saying that um, it's your script, but but is he like he is he like reworking it or something, or is he writing yeah. too on it, or yeah? Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. He uh, he is uh, actually the first stuff he wrote. He rewrote about seventeen pages, and it's mostly my stuff. But he rewrote the opening, which was really good. And oh, we have talked. Okay. What we do is we do it like this, and we talk it. You know, we we talk it out, and. Mm. He goes and does his thing. Well, he should, you know, be doing more. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's so, leaving a lot of my stuff in there, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, 
So um, what do you have, a, like, a preference on what you like to write, you know, like screenplays or, I don't know, have you done any sort of novels or anything like that or just, you, I know no. you've done poetry. Yeah. Yeah, the poetry I like I like doing now because I was thinking about this earlier. Um, nobody can screw with your poetry, which is nice, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Every everything else, it's like you know, you send it to somebody they want to rewritten. What I do, uh, there's one thing I'd like to add here. When I write a screenplay, mm-hmm. and I've always mm-hmm. done this, we'll write it for a specific actor uh, going in, and the reason mm-hmm. for that is I will because I can get it to that actor that way. I can get it to his agent and say yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good trick. It really is. Yeah. And I, yeah, you know. When I was younger, I was able to walk into, I mean, at every, just about every studio. I, I don't know why. I, I was kind of, well, after my father passed away, which is, I was about 21 years old, I was fearless. I didn't care. I was fearless before. But after that, it was like, okay, I'm like, it didn't matter. And I would, you know, I, mean, I met a lot of people and we had, I would <laughs> carry, like that first script, I, this first script I wrote was um, the thing I was talking about at Valley College was, um uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it's called for no uh, for no money down. Yeah, it was about a uh, car salesman, and it's because I had friends that were doing that, and it was this crazy thing. And I said, "Well, man, I'm, you know," and, and I had people telling me these stories. And I just kind of you know put them all together and made this mm-hmm. stuff. That's what the Mel Brooks. That's the thing. They went to Albert Brooks. They went to other people, and, went, and it ended mm-hmm. up at uh, Bob Gale. And Bob Gale was with Bob Zemeckis at, or at that time was with Bob Zemeckis at mm-hmm. uh, University. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up in used cars. <laughs> like I don't know if you ever saw oh, it. Like the Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Well, yeah, it, well, it was. About... Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh well, it was... just that reminded that just reminded me, like, you know, there's this thing like when you write a, a screenplay or a script, and and you think it's a great idea and everything, and then like there's this this little voice that comes in, and I've heard a lot of people talking about this it's like well you're almost afraid to like show it to people because they might like take the idea and run with it right and just go oh forget that well you know and because it's almost like a lot of times you'll see films that are released around almost the same time and they're like basically the same idea almost yes. exactly and it's it's like well, well wait a minute you know <laughs> how did that happen i have the answer to that no no i know yeah, yeah there is an to that, yeah, it's it goes to the zeitgeist of the of the era. What happens uh. is a thing that's cueing everybody into the same deal. Let's say, like, all of a sudden today, we're going to have this gotcha. thing about like this in the Middle East, and you're going to see a lot of this stuff coming out because yeah, yeah, you know, there may be yeah. a comedy that comes out of that. A comedy would be very interesting, actually. That <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that no, makes sense. Well, it's, it, it is what happens because it it just ha- it has happened too many times, you know. It's like why yeah. do all these, you know, all these 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 particular things come out of at, you know at one time? Mm-hmm. And think about what's being submitted. I mean, you know, the, these are the ones that just get produced, right? So yeah, you have right. like exactly. two or three of them get yeah. produced, and they're very similar. And and, and but yeah. yeah, that that going back to uh, just for one uh, deal here. Um, Going back to Phil York, he wrote what was so interesting about him. It goes back to the old studio system, and he wrote all kinds of different things. The only thing he didn't write was comedy. He did not. He wasn't, and he wouldn't even. T- he wouldn't touch it. It wasn't his deal. Hmm. But mm-hmm. I mean, he was a guy where it, um, uh, people would, you know, they give him. William Goldman is like that today. Um, 
where you you run a script, or or um, David Mamet is like that also. You run a script mm. by him, and you pay him mm. a lot of money. He works for a mm. week, or you pay him to four hundred thousand dollars to mm-hmm. make sure everything is right. And he'll take a week, and he puts his like thumbprint on it and goes, "Okay, it's good, it's fine." You know what I mean? So then, yeah, the I love knows. I love his yeah, I love his stuff. Mamet. Mamet. Yeah, yeah, me I love too. This stuff. I, yeah, big, big influence on me. Going yeah. back to theater, I mean, like Steppenwolf theater, American yeah. Buffalo, all. Yeah. Yeah, Seriously. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about your influences, other than probably growing up with your dad, who was right in it, doing it with Jordan, and you know, and all that, and growing up around that. And I don't know how you know if you ever like were reading his stuff or anything, but like, was that like the biggest influence on you? Or, or what? Phil? What was it? Well, yeah. No, well, you no. know, your dad and Sorry. Phil, and you know, yeah. Uh, no, um, my biggest influence definitely uh, John Houston is my mm. biggest influence. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then I would say yeah, damn it. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, the stuff that I, mm-hmm. I again I I read from fifteen to like eighteen, fifteen to nineteen, whatever it was. I mean, all that, all those things. I mean, literally in. Look at a figure like a garage and just piles of scripts and things and outlines and stuff for Brave New World and all this kind of like you know stuff. It was quite amazing to, to just well, get that. Did I, you, yeah, did you say in your garage? Or yes. I, yeah. I, it was oh, just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it was another yeah, storage. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like just growing up, you know, in that whole scene or around it certainly, and being so close to it. I would think that would be. A, have a big influence on your decision, you know, and your love of writing, you know, scripts or maybe just writing in general. I don't know. Well, yeah. At that time, though, yeah, or a little later, like when I was in college, when I, um, mm-hmm. when I started, I, my theory was mm-hmm. uh, to be a lawyer, actually, because I had been around uh, that my whole life. You know, it, like, yeah. it wasn't a big deal. But yeah, I did yeah. enjoy reading the scripts and that was, you know, that was something that was just, it was there, and I enjoyed, like, screwing around with them. Like, mm. you know, looking at weird stuff that was in the, it was like all this archival stuff, right? Yeah. And, um, no, and so my theory was, at, uh, like, to go to uh, the Valley College, transfer, and and then mm. uh, you uh, get to law school. I mean, that's what I wanted to do, but it yeah. worked differently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, funny, you know, funny how that works. <laughs> well, it is. Every day it is, is something. Fun. I know. Yeah. Um, what What is like? Like, what's your creative process like? Is it anything in particular? You know, do you have like yeah. your little it yeah? Is. It is. Um, but you have to pay. You have to pay money. For <laughs> you have to pay to get that info. That's like secret info. <laughs> That's like the, yeah. the big stuff. Okay. Um, well, you know, no, no. I took a. No, oh, no, it's yeah. what it is is something will something will spring in my head. I don't, and it could be anything. It could be something off the radio, like NPR or something. Some line yeah. of dial, somebody saying yeah. something, or walking yeah. down the street, seeing whatever or something that happens. You know, like yeah. let's just say, like I got like uh, these black kids getting shot right now. Okay, just for, yep. just off the head, right? And it starts percolating, yep. and it. It doesn't leave. It, it, it hangs around my, you know, it's in my brain. It's bouncing around, and it bounces around it. And here's how I tell if it's good. If it leaves, okay, mm-hmm. um, then I, it goes away. But if it sticks mm-hmm. around, something to it, okay? 
and I'm going, mm-hmm. okay, well, I, I should look into this a little more. And then I, maybe I might start researching it. And then mm-hmm. I go, and then we'll see. You know, then I might write some lines on it. I might write a page and just kind of see, eh, okay. And then from mm-hmm. that point, uh, it's like, let's go. Or I may have somebody call me up and say, hey, uh, are you interested in something like this? And I'll go, yeah, let's go. Let's try it, you know. Yeah. I, that with Barry, I was thinking about it this morning. I wrote a script with Barry Livingston. And mm-hmm. uh, I've known Barry, we, we grew up around the studios, you know, uh, Studio City yes. Park. And, you, you yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, I mean, he literally, like, grew up, I, I've known him since, we were kids. Well, he comes up with this idea, and um, it's basically Americans on Americans, uh, this Ruby Ridge stuff, all all that kind of stuff that went down with uh, Waco and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we, really quickly, and this, and we wrote this, and it was the same thing. I I, I pegged this for um, Denzel Washington, um, and this is now this goes back a few, uh, well, like ten years or whatever, more than mm-hmm. ten years now. Well, it's because uh, what happened was. This is a this is yeah more of a big um, uh, big kind of ten pole you know movie. This isn't a big story. This is a big you know like we're gonna blow them up and shoot them up type thing. And mm-hmm. what happens is uh, yeah I'm not gonna well I'm not gonna yeah, we're gonna waste time to tell about the story. But bottom line is they, they're uh, these guys, uh, old uh, Vietnam veterans, are not getting help, and which applies today now with the, you know, with the, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, with the Veterans Administration and whatnot. But yeah, mm-hmm. and they uh, they take they blow the Brooklyn Bridge up in, in in two pieces. So it's there's like an island in the middle, and they have all these guns and this and that, and they're blowing apart New York. Well, we wrote it right before uh, 9/11, and mm-hmm. uh, the happen. I mean, we called each other when, like, that script is dead. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. And it was, yeah. but yeah. now it's almost time where you could bring it back or we could play around with it, but I don't know. You know, it's like uh, maybe mm. it was just that. And Barry's yeah. starting to really get a lot of acting work, which is nice. Oh, that's great. That's no, great. Yeah, um, so, uh, so you, um, you have, you or I think your son, you guys put together a bunch of your poetry and put it in a book recently, right? Called Seven oh, yes. Sacred Doves. Seven Sacred Doves, is that right? Yes, yes. Seven yes. Sacred Doves. Son put the yes. seven on. I really didn't like it particularly, but it's there. Like, like the number seven sacred yep. doves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I I wrote I wrote a song. Um, I don't know, back in the nineties and. It reminds me. It kind of remind that title reminds me of it because it was in, called "In the Dove's Eye," in the dove's eyes, something like that. You know, I don't know. Like I, because um, I write a lot of lyrics and songs, and I, I, it's almost like I mean, I read your poetry. I'll read one of them right now. I'll read a short one right. I'll read "Steel and Iron" right now, and I, and after reading a few of them, I kind of it's, it's very similar to the songs I write and the lyrics I write actually. Because when you're talking about your process, it's kind of like the same way for me when I, you know, write, sit down to write a song. Like, I don't I don't just sit down and go, okay, I'm going to write a song. It, it percolates, you know, and it has to do with things that I see or experience in the world and stuff like that, and that's what comes through me. And it's almost like reading your poetry, I see that, like, there seems to be, well, how about I just, I'll read Steel and Iron right now, unless you want to read it. Would you like to read it? Cause no, I don't I'm, have it in front of me. Go ahead. You probably uh, read it better. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know, because it's like, it's like, you know, when, well, when you write it, you hear it in your head a certain way, but I'll do my best, okay, so. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Steel and iron. Blast furnaces, sparks, light, the dark, blood and sweat rain down, searching for a place to land amongst the steel shavings. Men work the line as their fathers once did in their dreams. Now, in a crumbling motor city, they wait in lines of unemployment, searching for their dignity. That's a nice short yeah. one. But that's like, yeah. you know, that's uh, that's what's, you know, going on. That's or was going on, you know. I think it's, I don't know if it's still going on. But, it's, yeah, it's yeah. still going on. I mean, yeah. that reminded me with the poetry, what I like, what I try and do. And I just, mm-hmm. my own, I don't know, uh, uh, well, I don't know if anybody else does. Is I try to use, I try not to use punctuation, mm-hmm. and I use the line. The end of the line is, if anything, mm-hmm. that's punct. So the line itself takes is the punctuation. Is the punctuation? Aha. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way I you read pretty was pretty true to what it is. Yeah. I mean, there's things mm-hmm. where if I read change words actually as I'm reading it you know I, I may see something and go oh, away you know as literally <laughs> yeah 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 change a word play around with it but I like poetry for that reason too is because that's what you start doing you start playing around with language mm-hmm. and and with with grammar and uh, it's mm-hmm. like I try they're very it's very rare that I will have um, I'll have a period at the end of the poem and uh, just a couple of of um, commas, and it, it just it just because I can always throw like an and in there. Uh, sometimes mm. I, my kid, somebody was telling me you have too many ands in here, and mm. he was right. It was my son who was saying that. And mm-hmm. and <laughs> I yeah. uh, <laughs> well, most ands are working by commas, but um, I try yeah. to. Keep it as, as really as simple as possible, and then um, try and, and delete all uh, punctuation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same with lyrics. I don't know how. I really don't know how similar. I know there's like a meter in poetry and stuff. I don't know much about it. I wonder how similar it is to writing lyrics. Um, I mean, I know with with a song, you're writing a certain format. You know, because there's like verse, chorus, verse, whatever. There's different. You know, bridge, whatever. Yeah. But um, so you always have a chorus thrown in there. But I don't know. For some reason, it seems very similar to me. I mean, I don't know. I mean, oh, I was actually, I was actually gonna. Re- yeah, I think it is right. All that I, I was, I may later for the end read read something. I was gonna read something in honor of Martin Luther King um, Day. It was one of my songs that reminded me of that. But anyway, um, go, would you want to talk to you a little bit about that, like lyrics and poetry? Yeah, one of the one of the I, I wrote something about a, a buddy of mine, and this was in high school. This goes, I mean, this goes back to high school, and he um, is really a shame. It's he was just a, a great guy, and he had it seemed like he had a lot going for him, and he uh, committed suicide uh, right when I was in, you know or when we were in high school there, and mm-hmm. so I don't know. Uh, I wrote this probably ten years ago, and. Um, Dan McCann got a hold of it, and he said, "You know, I want to make a song out of this." I said, "Okay," mm-hmm. and it was good. What he did is he equated what I wrote to Kurt Cobain. 
it's on. This is mm-hmm. on YouTube. Shot of ended up shooting a video of it, um, and it was nothing. It was like Dan said, "Hey, can you give me like a uh, like to shoot fire so I can have some kind of video <laughs> that I can put my song over?" You know, mm-hmm. it was another. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we'll, we'll shoot like. A, but here, I have a camera. Lab. We'll shoot some stuff. You know, this is mm-hmm. this is not hard. And mm-hmm. uh, bottom line is, um, that was. I don't know that. I don't know where. Actually, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but no, it was, <laughs> That's it, okay. it was a it was a very heavy thing, and that. Um, oh, I know. It was the lyrics. Yeah. It was that yeah. and Dan took some, and it's basically the poem. But he took some yeah. stuff and made it so he could, you know, uh, he recorded it. And um, oh, cool. yeah, it's a song called. Uh, it's called KC, and, and mm-hmm. then it became. Uh, Kurt Cobain is what it was. Came yeah. from this that's uh this guy Kevin and and it became K C but it's you know, the story it's the same story basically. So Yeah. And oh, that's the way cool. they, they tell themselves the same thing, that I means the shotgun and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what so, yeah, um Oh go. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no. I think there's, you know, I think I think there's a there's a delay on my end, so I always feel like I'm like trip, uh, stepping on you know whoever's talking, but there's a slight delay. Okay, so um, what was I going to ask you? Um, well, maybe I should read another one of your po- poems. Um, let's see, is there one you'd like me to read? Yeah, the one that's um, it starts with sun. It is like uh, and it's yep. Coltrane. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Like, is there a title for that one? Yeah, it says yep. uh, there's like four words. Oh, that's Sun. the title. I gotcha. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Sun. Done. Yeah. Okay. Sun, moon, rain, Coltrane, rainbows walk and youngsters talk in beautiful colors. Give me some whiskey or rum and I can use this thing to get me where I need to be out of Tripoli. Sun sets on desert dunes, tanks rumble under the silvery moon. Get me out of here. It's blowing up in my ears, in my face, all over the place. I walk the desert at night, mumbling stories of Shahrazad. One day soon I'll make my way out of here. But for now, the path is very clear. Give me some crackers and cheese. Give me some water, if you please. I have 15 rounds left in my belt. Something to write home about. Nothing round, nothing around to be scared about. The moon lights my way. As I walk, I see the desert sand spray. The night wind picks up and hits my face. I will not die in disgrace, so I keep on walking in the desert sand, nothing but God to hold my hand. Yeah. 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 Like so what one. was what, what what inspired you on that one? I mean, I think I know, but... <laughs> I always, yeah, it was the stuff going on in the Middle East, and it just, you know, it hit me. It just, you know, one night, yeah. I was probably on a roll of about, like, three or four, and, yeah. and that came, you know, to my head, and, and, and again, the, the, here's one thing about the poetry, it's a lot faster mm-hmm. than the other stuff, 
All the other stuff is, you know, I mean, takes time. The poet can mm. hit me one line. One line will get me started. And I think yep. that's, I think, with the, what you were talking about, uh, very similar to... Um, They're um, writing songs, yeah. Writing songs. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, where I get a rough idea, and I'll, and I'll, my rough idea is pretty much what I what comes out there. So that was yeah. just, you know, get started, I get, I, okay, I go from point A to point B. Well, I don't know where it's going to end, but uh, here it is. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's why cool. I like that- Notes. Yeah. No, no notes, no anything. It's just, yeah, you write it, and, and uh, if people like it, great. If they don't, okay, well, I'll write some more. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, but I'm sure, well, I don't know, do you go back and do you, you know, go back and, like, rewrite poetry, or do you pretty much just write it and leave it as it comes out pretty much? I'll go, I will write it out once, and then I'll go back just to make sure I don't, you know, it's not totally screwed up in in one section or whatever. And I mm-hmm. just make sure it works. And then sometimes, like the the cadence of the words, you know, and that again mm-hmm. is like is a musical, you know. Um, yeah. I, I want to make yeah. it work. You know, you want to make it just kind of, you know, just kind of flow. And yeah. um, then it's that that trick I was telling you about with, with no, um, uh, you know, I know, well, definitely no exclamation points, but you know. Um, there's sometimes I have to play with words and I have to substitute words or take a word out or something and it, and it works better. So it's just, it's a real quick, it's a real quick edit. It's not, it's not mm. going to take me uh, a mm. whole day, about mm-hmm. an hour mm-hmm. on the, on the, actually there, there's a, uh, Hemingway said, uh, write drunk, edit mm. sober. Yeah, mm. interesting. Yeah. I like that. I like no, that. Kind of, I, yeah. Um, and, and and I had a quote from um, Annie Dillard. You know, I mean, I haven't really read her stuff, but I, I always love quotes when I see her talking about writing. So I probably really like her writing. But she says, um, you know, as far as like the art of creating, she says, one of the few things I know about writing is this. Spend it all, shoot it, play it, lose it all right away, every time. Give it, give it all, give it now. Do not hoard what seems good for a later place. Something more will arise for later. Something better, she says. She's like she's kind of like saying what you just said about how you write your poetry. You know, it's like you know, just like write it. Don't you know? Try to. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. That's just like I thought. Oh, I love that. You know, because because sometimes I know sometimes I certainly will overthink it if I'm just writing, not with songs so much. I just like those come out, but anything else like you. I tend to overthink it or go back and rewrite it too much or something. But um, I have a question for you. How do you deal with, because, I mean, for most writers, I think there's, like, a, you know, resistance. It's like the boogeyman, right? It's like, um, have you read uh, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield? The War of Talk, Art? Yeah, oh, The War of uh, Art. The Art of War, yeah. <laughs> so, no, not, I haven't well, you read know, yeah, I mean, I've I, I've only read parts of it because it, you know, we were talking. I was in a writer's, um, I don't know what you call it, like seminar deal uh, last year, and resistance was a big topic, you know, because um, it's you know, I don't know. I mean, it, there, we can make up excuses for not sitting down and writing. And one of the things that Gay Hendricks, he was teaching the seminar, he all all he would always say is just sit your butt in the chair. Like just sit yeah. down in the chair, you know. Absolutely. I know. Yeah, absolutely. You, you agree? So, yeah. 
it's because you, I'll tell you what, you can write stuff. I was telling this kid, I've been I've been going over, telling him, look, sit down and write it. It's crap. Don't worry about yeah. it because out of that crap, you're going to get something. You're going to get one line. That line will trigger you. And I've been yeah. there. It's yeah I, I, yeah. I write. I like to write in the morning when I'm fresh. I don't. I don't like to write at night because I'm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I write in the morning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, although with poetry, I don't. I write the poetry at night, which is interesting. It's mm-hmm. it, it's different. But when I'm I'm doing yeah. something where I really structure it and I have to make sure everything is is working and the characters are right and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. There's more. I, I use my brain. You know, I have to use. It's more technical. But, yeah. Um, you have to sit your butt down, and the idea is sit down and write it. It could be, again, it could be garbage until you mm-hmm. hit something, and that thing, mm-hmm. and it, and then boom, there it is. And you can't be mm-hmm. afraid of that. People are afraid. Yeah. I, I, I am. But what always happened with me is it's deadline pressure. Deadline pressure is like the greatest thing in the world because, you know, it's like I, I have written 20 pages in a day before to get wow. stuff in. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. stuff. We, I mean, there's yeah, there's, there's one thing we did a, a long, long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. We would meet at uh, Spago's, okay? Uh, before mm-hmm. Spago's, oh, right? Like on, when it was on mm-hmm. Sunset, mm-hmm. Um, the office was right down the street, and we had a, a writers' group there. Um, and we all had to like take. It went around the circle, kind of like uh, this table. We all took, you know, this guy would end at one place, the other guy would pick up at the other place, and we had to yeah. get this, this great outline to, to do. But I was working at the time, and I would write the thing on a Sunday, and it was like I had to have this, and we would meet on a Monday uh, early, like 10 o'clock in the morning. That's why we could park in the Spago parking lot. And mm-hmm. um, bottom line is, uh, yeah, I would write some stuff that some of the stuff would be really good, just come off the top of my head, and, and there was no time to spread. <laughs> You know, it yeah, was like yeah. from point A, I had to end at point B because the guy next to me on my left when we would sit at the table, right, was mm-hmm, picking mm-hmm. it up, going to leave off. So I had to finish mm-hmm. the damn thing. That's 20 mm-hmm. pages, and I don't think I can do that now. That's a lot. I mean, that is a lot. That's a lot. I, you know, I mean, there's writers, professional writers, 10 pages is a great day. <laughs> Really oh, that's, no, well, I try and when I'm going. I'll, that's what I'll do. I will. I will do but, ten pages when yeah, I'm going good. Pages. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know what happened? And somebody said this recently, and I think I know who it is, but I'm, I'm not going to bring it up. But um, hmm. it's like, yeah. Uh, somebody asked, uh, like, you hear voices, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. already. Sure. <laughs> you're going. Yeah. You're going well. You hear mm-hmm. the characters talking. And they and I think we talked about this before. You hear that when those characters are talking, you are like yeah. in the group. It's like when you're playing yeah. basketball, you miss a shot. Yeah. It's right yeah. there. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what What would you like? Okay. Well, I mean, you, you kind of already said you were talking about the, the guy you told me just. I was going to say, what What like direction or advice would you give to an aspiring writer? Right. Yeah, it's, just right. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah. God, it, yeah. it's so simple. You have to yeah, you just, just write. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, and it's good to read. It's good to read, you know, the classics. It's good to read a lot of that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to read all this stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. what, what I 
Toy Orton's material, but it wasn't. It was all these other guys, these really great writers that were blacklisted. Mm-hmm. And so I'm yeah. reading up, and, and, you know, and I'm going to English. I don't know if you remember this. This goes back, uh, what was that guy's name? Mr. Doucette from North Oh, gosh. <laughs> Right? That's, yeah, wow, yeah. Yeah. But I was I was reading um I don't know, material I, I would say right now that was kinda maybe way over his head or at least uh, you know, I don't know, maybe not. Mm-hmm. It was pretty these were really good writers. I was reading stuff from like a Bud Schulberg and I mean guys like mm. uh, really quite, you know, very, very good um and it was like, okay, this is, you know, it's kind of like um, if whatever. If you're a mechanic and you work around, like, you know, guys that are, like, great Ferrari auto mechanics, you know, whatever. It's it's a craft. Yeah, it, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for so sure. So I was lucky in that, I, that. That's what got me, I mean, I, invariably um, in, I guess, into it, you know. And at 21, I, I had a shot. Uh, that we were working down in San Diego on, on uh, Phil Jordan stuff. And mm-hmm. I had a shot to direct that. Um, or well, actually, it would have been both of these pictures doing two movies at one time. And mm-hmm. um, everybody there, um, I, I talked. I was I was in the Orson Welles at that time and all this stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, your, uh, I don't know. I'm going to get too far into it, but basically, uh, Phil asked me one one day, uh, and I would never go. Uh, none of the crew would ever go to uh, see dailies, but. He said, uh, hey, Elliot, I want you to come. And, and his voice like, Elliot, I want you to come to see the dailies. You know, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. okay. And at this, by this time, he wanted to blow this director out. And uh, mm. bottom line, uh, I had a, you know, he was giving me a chance, like, to direct up. I mean, Phil didn't care. Yeah, he said, if I could do it, I could do it, you know. And he and I would walk up and down the beach. I mean, he lived in the beach in La Jolla at this, at this point. We were shooting stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why we were shooting mm-hmm. down in San Diego. Or, and bottom line, uh, it's like he was—he wanted me to like put put the axe on in this guy's back, in this director's back, and I didn't like the guy. Mm. He didn't like me because I was mm. like tied with Phil, and I didn't like him because I I thought this guy was just you know he I don't know he wasn't a nice man that's all. Yeah. But I should have said <laughs> some stuff. All I was saying was yeah, it's hard to tell what Daly's here, and I'm I'm 21 years old. You know, I'm like I'm trying to be a nice guy. I should have I I don't know. Who knows what what would have happened if I would have just, you know, yeah, like basically this guy out the door and I'm directing this stuff. <clears throat> yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, like different paths. Uh, what did well, did Phil uh, ever give you? Did he ever give you like writing advice? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. What he gave me was uh, two two things. Uh, not to sell my father's house. He said because I could write <laughs> there. You know, oh, which yeah. I, I went the past. Yeah, eventually my sister. It was it was about two years we we held on to it, then we sold it. Yeah. But um, don't you know? He told me don't sell the house. You can write there. You can do your stuff. And he he was right because it was paid off and everything. And so all we owed was you know, would be the yeah. taxes. Yeah. Um. Other the other advice would be, um, seemed like I had something. Uh, nothing specific. Mm-hmm. Although. Yeah. Gave him like that script that I had, and he liked it. I mean, he, I mean, he looked at me like in a way like, yeah, you can, you can do this, you can write, and and that Good. that was a big, and this guy again, he did, you know, big big deal, or he was, yeah. you know, and then, um, yeah, 
And then yeah. this documentary that I made, actually, I showed him that before. He liked the documentary. He was very, I mean, I, and I looked at him. I'm, I'm, I brought down a projector, and I'm showing him the, this documentary on Skid Row, and he's watching it. And he's the guy that's going, documentary, the same thing as I go to his voice. Like, Ellie, uh, documentaries are garbage, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, you got to make, <laughs> make them. Because that's what he, that's his, that was the deal. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I love documentary. He, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. They're, they're wonderful. Yeah. You can watch them along if you know if they're yeah. you know done well. Yeah, yeah. But, and that's how I started. Yeah. I thought I would that the rest of my life was documentaries, but I, I moved on to you know other things and that's just you know. Yeah. You don't that's know. I just, well, yeah. Such is like life. Next, you don't know. You yeah. You just gotta go with it. Go with the flow wherever wherever it leads. Um, what about like what's the worst advice you've gotten? <laughs> um, probably from him. Well, oh yeah, um, and not not directly, but by working on yeah, that's a good question because by working on those films, I learned really uh, young what not to do because yeah. they were really crap. They, they, yeah, they weren't they weren't very good, and um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, he made. He got. He told me he got his money. He got two hundred fifty thousand for the script. He got two hundred fifty thousand to produce this, this garbage. That hmm. the budget was hmm. probably a million dollars, and he got half of it. Hmm. Wow! But that's wow. That's the way it worked. I mean, it was like, you, yeah, you go to him. Uh, you can, uh, you know, at that time, and that was, you know, these guys were amateurs. Yeah. They, yeah. they came and out that, of and, uh, what? Yeah. No, I was gonna say, and back then, I mean, that was a lot of money. I mean, that was. That was a lot of yes. money. Even the budget, even the budget, a million dollars is a lot of money. And that was, you know, did you, that was that was B film, really, pretty much, right? So. Hmm. Uh, sorry, that was what. That and and what it was like, it was like a B film, right? I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah both. Yeah. yeah, well, we did. Yeah, two at one time, and they two both. Of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Two at one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were probably like they were like C pictures. I mean, then, but we yeah, had yeah. we had. Very good, very good people working on that. I mean, there's a lot of people that came and went. I mean, we had mm-hmm. good cameramen that became, you know, I mean, uh, this guy Jimmy mm-hmm. Bagdana, he, he should be shooting uh, features by now. Good, good guy and good cameraman. Um, or actually, he was an assistant at that time, just starting out. And mm-hmm. uh, Dave says, who I may have talked to you about before, I mean, he, he, he was, again, like a big, a big brother to me, and that was... Uh, he's the guy that uh, ended up worked for uh, Clint Eastwood for uh, years and years and became uh, Eastwood's uh, executive producer. Mm-hmm. And then ended up on uh, doing like the Green Mile. He produced the Green Mile, and mm. he's got. I don't know. It's kind of. It's just tough, man. God, this is so tough in Hollywood. I mean, you could be, you know, this big yeah. deal, and you kind of go on your own. You, you get to, and even him, he boom, it happened real fast. And then now, you know, it takes a long time to. To make it happen, but um, yeah, he's an yeah. amazing guy. I mean, he's one of these guys that made you know you want him on the on the set making things happen because he you know, he's not a guy that's going to sit in an office. This, uh, What's his Valdez. name again? David Valdez. Oh, David Valdez. Yeah, and you yeah. look him up. You can look his uh, like on IMDb. He he was mm-hmm. excellent. I've given him mm-hmm. a couple of scripts. But yeah, I found out where he lived, and then actually. The last one, or that one I was telling you about with, um, I thought for um, Denzel Washington, um, mm-hmm. I uh, you know, I called his production company. It was like a butterfly something or other, whatever. 
and they were very nice to me. They were like, yeah, anything you have, actually, we're okay right now, but, you know, very nice. Like, anything, hey, send it by us. Yeah, we, we'd love to look hmm. at it, and which is really? good. And what I tell hmm. young, yeah, young writers, like, is, hey, if they steal your stuff, if they take your stuff, it opens the door, though. They know you can write. They know you're good hmm. because they're, they're stealing it, right? So and there is, so, so there is that, so there is that. I mean, that fear is real, right? I mean, I'm mean, not real, but so there, that does happen, though, right? I mean, you go in with your script and well, yeah, well, someone, you know, yeah. Yeah, what are you going to so, do? You you can hire a lawyer and go against the studio and all that? No, it's not yeah, going to happen. No, no, it's not, yeah. A big, the only way it's going to happen is if your agent and their agent, you have the same agency or something like that, then they work mm. the deal out. That kind yeah. Of thing. You go. Oh, they just, well, we know. Like we said, it's you know, and now we have like five of these things similar to this. People are you know, you send it in. Yeah. And let's, you know, blah blah blah. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I used to tell my wife. I used to say I, I've had like five. You know, five five of my scripts have been produced. You know. <laughs> five of and, them. Five of them. Well, well, not yeah, but not 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 by not by me, and not I have not gotten paid by that. It has been like oh yeah, yeah. they've been uh, you know whatever they tweak them around and go they're out there, yeah. and and <laughs> I I'm probably you know exaggerating. Have you sold? But, wait, do you mean that you sold them or you? I mean, because you I'm, said they tweak them. Yeah, no, I would say yeah, they, yeah, they they've been out there, and then yeah, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like yeah, no, it's it's too close. This one, yeah, I get it, but it's 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 too much. There's too many things, you know, similar. It's so it's similar, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. But not. I have no problem with that. Same thing is like, well, now if I come, but now uh, everybody's different now. I mean, my kids are are doing or in, in the business, and it's a mm-hmm. whole different. This is one thing I, I wanted to bring up. I don't, you know, I don't know what we're doing with time and all that stuff, but yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say was one thing. Things are changing in, the, in this crazy way where uh, you, all this downloading thing is going to be huge. My younger son, mm-hmm. he's twenty, he's twenty-four, he's twenty, no, he's twenty-five, and uh, he just left his place, which is Digital Domain, which is a huge uh, special effects place, which was started mm-hmm. by James Camp. He just lo- left it today. Uh, it was his last day. He has a deal with this other company who's going to work with Google, or they, they have actually already read have worked. And they're going to be starting to do their own thing. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's all this other stuff. Amazon is, you know, they're they're creating their own uh, product. And this is like all this downloading is going to be happening in the next like uh, well, the next five years. You're going to see a lot of productions. Mm-hmm. It opens up mm-hmm. a lot of doors, people, which is hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it, just, it yeah. changes everything again, though. It changes that that, that paradigm now changes to like. It takes a lot away from the studios, and studios work. I mean, like not as bad as the record business. What happened in the record business? But it's yeah, kind I was of say. So, so much of that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say so much. You know, look what happened to the music business, record business, right. record companies. Yeah. Well, it sounds similar. I don't know. It is, and it's so, um, no, it's. You'll see it. You'll see it happening. And it's, I mean, I can see it because I can see my kid where he's going. And so it's, it's, it's wow. I'm looking at him and I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> and it's I'm amazing. Like, I, 
it's a good thing? It's a good evolvement? Or, um... Yeah, I think it is because before I, I didn't like it. And it hurt me, actually, um, at the beginning because it, it took away my work, you know, the work that I had at the right, end. With right. And that's how, right. I mean, I raised kids. I had a, a house. I had everything. You know, I had the whole deal. And mm-hmm. things are not like that anymore. And all my buddies, I mean, one of them, I, I don't know, he, he probably saw, uh, you know, you know, he passed away. He was an older guy, but he wasn't really that old. And he, he was, and, um, mm-hmm. but he had retired and he, he was fine. But uh, the rest of my group of people are kind of like, it's over, you know, th- that way. Mm-hmm. So I, can, I luckily I can go back to writing and which is something that, uh, I will. I'll, I mean, not have to do. It's something I'm doing. You know, so. Yeah. It is. And and it's, and you do. And you also do other stuff too. So you know, you kind of have other other avenues if need be. You know, with the film film stuff and um, all that. But it well, sounds yeah. like yeah, writing is your deal. Is your thing what you like to do. Uh, yeah, the whole thing is, uh, you know, and if if they would pay me more, you know, uh, music videos to me is interesting, but mm-hmm. it's, don't get any money, you know, unless you're, you know, a big time talent and you're already hooked in with, you know, big time talent, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy that. There's a lot of, there's a just, you can do a lot of things. It's kind of like poetry, actually, you know, what you, again, you're shooting yeah. poetry. In a, in a, yeah. Yeah, like you know, short stories in a way. But um, what was I going to ask you? Do you, uh, do you have a Do you have a website? No, I should, and uh, probably actually, you know <laughs> what? I will. No, I'll tell you what, because my kid, my my young kid, my young son, uh, Alex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I told him to listen to this actually before we we got on the air. Really quick, I uh, he he something came up on the um, internet, and I. Uh, I text him back real quick, like, uh, you know, hey, listen mm-hmm. to this thing. But, mm-hmm. uh, hi, Alex, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, he's a good kid. He, he's the one yeah, I, brought, he, I really I brought him up, and uh, I thought mm-hmm. he really was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I remember him starting to edit, and uh, anyhow, bottom line is um, website. Yeah, maybe yeah. you need a website. Yeah. No, well, the place that he's he's going to work, uh, they do a bunch of websites. That's like a, a sideline for this company, for Google. Mm-hmm. And Google mm-hmm. has all these layered things that you don't even see. I mean, they're they're specific for certain things. And mm-hmm. but he's going to in. I think they're putting him into this. Uh, you know, again, I I don't know exactly, and I don't I I don't know if he really knows. I mean, he'll you know next, he starts Monday. That's his first day. So that that will be oh. uh, interesting, but no uh, website. Yeah, he'll be able to build a nice one. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't, I should have had one. I should have had a website five years ago. I mean, you know, but um, yeah, I, I just <laughs> go to IMDb. You know, yeah, I used to build, I used to build websites. I used to design and build websites. So yeah, it, you you know you kind of you kind of need one, even if it's just basic and keep, just with your contact info or whatever. It's you know. Everybody's always going to look and see. You do have a Facebook page, though, but you're, it's pretty private, I think, right? It's just like your private personal page. Yeah. Is that but right? I, ha- yeah. I, I think on IMDb they have, an, they have enough there. Where I, I know people have, have you know checked mm. me out on that. I, I check everybody out on that and just like, okay, you know, what's up? But oh, okay. It's, yeah. And then I get okay. 
and they want to, they don't want to pay anything. It's like <laughs> you don't want to, you know. Well, it's like, yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Yeah. That's a, yeah, the artist story. I mean, yeah. When I was doing photography, it was like that, you know. Like well, people wanted me to, to, yeah. People wanted my work, but they didn't want to pay for it, you know. And plus, I was working with artists and musicians, and you know, people who who couldn't afford much. So there you go. <laughs> Help each other out, trade, I guess. Um, should Should I read another one of your poems while we're here? We're coming down. Yeah. We're coming down. We're coming down to about an hour, but I, I think uh, you know we can go, go over a little bit. Get sure. an hour. We can probably go over. Um, I'm going pretty well. So let's see. What do we have here? Um, looking out heaven's yeah, okay. door. Door seven times seven is not forty-nine. You have a preference? Well, that's yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Which one? My seven times you, seven is not. It's not bad. That's about life. Do you want to read? Do you want to read it? I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to butcher I'll, it. Yeah, no, my eyes are my eyes are a little oh, screwed up. Yeah. Went to the doctor right, today. Forgot. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll I'll do my I'll do my best on that then. Okay, because I haven't really read through it. But I'll, huh? Yeah. Okay. You'll do fine. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Seven times seven is not forty-nine. Seven times seven is forty-seven. If you believe in heaven, seven times seven is 49. If you believe velvet is time and blonde hair rocking to and fro, wondrous playground for you and me, wondrous life to be experienced, wondrous roads to be woven. I once saw in a window a mirror image of me. No words were needed. No words were seen. A waterfall of knowledge comes raining down on me. A ton of bricks fall and happen to just miss me. Such is life as it goes, running here and there. I run the road and, sorry, I run the road and far from here, I see that that golden fair maiden dressed in silken gown, running with silken hair, a maiden, a maiden glowing from afar, never to be there. I cry the tears of many years, never to be there. Sometime in the future, we will all repair to the study or the salon. It will all make sense to roll the plate of common sense. It will all translate. So I got interrupted there by a recording <laughs> by the blog talk recording. Did you hear it? It threw well, me I'm off sorry. a bit. Okay. Uh, well, I'm I'm getting the uh, countdown from the blog talk radio. Um, when I was reading it, just sort of like kept interrupting me, you know, like 90 seconds. So I, it threw me off on that. But I don't know if you guys could hear it or not, but I'm hearing it in my in my headphones. Yeah. So uh, sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> sorry no, about that. Did anyway, not hear it at um, yeah. Um and what was the inspiration for that one? Um I think my wife actually. Yeah. Uh, but it was I just started out. Again, I'll start out with one line or so or, and just go, you know, wherever, wherever it takes me. It's like kind of swimming in an ocean or something. Yeah. Um, wherever that that you know that uh current takes me, it 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 goes. 
Yeah, that one is, is kind of interesting because there's a little, a little bit, it's complex, but it's also, um, I, I know because it's hard to read. That one is actually, there's a... When, yeah. I know. I, I might actually play with that one a little bit in the middle. There's a little bit, bit of, there's two lines that could be uh, imp- I, or not imp- uh, improved, yeah. It can be improved. Uh, yeah, okay, I see what just happened here, just technically speaking. Uh, it caught me off guard because I was reading. Uh, okay, so the um, the actual live podcast has stopped now, and then and then it's but we're, it's still recording for the archive. So I guess, you know, we'll close it out. Um, so the live people, I guess, just got cut off. Um, <laughs> and I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize what was going on because I was reading, but Okay, so that's what happened there, and um, they got abruptly cut off. So, but but we're still recording, and I guess we'll. Um, I guess we should just probably close it out then. Um, we got probably a few more minutes. If you if you just want to um, say something before we go, or you know, if yeah, well, you want to share. All I would say is, um, well, I've I had the fortunate experience to be uh, around some pretty interesting guys when I was a kid and mm-hmm. that you're I mean there's a whole there's a whole story on him but it's it's not it's you know whatever that is is is, is part of history but um mm. but you had yeah. said earlier uh, as far as writing you know sitting down and just writing or just sitting down and just write it is so mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. again it is craft and the more you do it, the better you get. And it's you need confidence that you can do it. If something will come out of this, whatever it is, you can't be afraid. Um, yeah. Like, I'm no, not good enough, that kind of stuff. Yeah, to, yeah. It'll, it'll happen. It does. Yeah. And even if... That's, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say just that's that's a, that's a really important point because I um, just from my own perspective and from what I hear from other people who write and who want to write is that you know this is the little resistance thing again. It's like this little voice in the head that's like, well, you know, especially if you're writing um, uh, nonfiction or if you're writing like memoir, which is what. I tend to like to write, and and it's like this little voice comes in and goes, oh, well, nobody's gonna really want to read that. Well, that's what's is that gonna be that interesting? Like who? Nobody wants it. You know that that little resistance voice. And I know a lot of people who hear that. And and one of the things, um, you know, Gay Hendricks said that was really important. I just like wrote it down and just kept reading it. So like somebody needs to hear your story, no matter what it is. Like somebody needs to hear it. It's not only wanting to hear it, but somebody out there needs to hear it. And if only one person reads it or hears it, you know, or if one person needs to hear it, a bunch of people need to hear it. So that that stuck with me and and um, you know, it's good to remember like like not to look at that little voice, you know, uh Stop! Stop! Stop you, or stop me. You know, if I'm if I'm going to be sitting down to write, and then also he used to say, writing is a spiritual path, and I really think it is. Like however you look at spirituality, it's it's like I don't know. It doesn't have to be. I know that there's some writing that's just like you're doing it for a paycheck, but the kind of writing I think that touches people that connects us is, is it is a spiritual path. That's just my personal opinion. Um, no, I, I but like there are yeah, a lot of things. Yeah. Things I've done that have, okay. um, but I mean, let's, let's say whatever I have done. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to, to, it seems like 
the, at least not the comedies, because the comedies can go the way that, you know, they, they get a little wacky and stuff. But <laughs> yes. dramatic stuff, no. I always have a guy, There's, it's like doing the right thing. It's like somebody yeah. who, you know, I, I mean, grabs onto whatever it is and it does the right thing. There's a there's a uh, a picture that I wrote that uh, it's a killer. I mean, this is a big time movie, which used to be um, basically um, uh, cost uh, like uh, what is it uh, like cost restrictive? I'm looking for another word, uh, but it, it would cost too damn much money. Bottom line, uh, to do mm-hmm. now with computers, yeah, we can make this happen. And it's a post uh, it's a post apocalyptic thing. And mm-hmm. it's just really good. It's two guys and a girl, and it's like Freedom Train. It's like Spartacus. It's like I mean, this is good stuff, and it really is. And it's it's mm-hmm. something that that it's kind of like Mad Max meets Spartacus meets Elliot Darrow. <laughs> Not really. I mean, yeah. And, and, no, and huh. it, it's. Huh. I mean, again, it was yeah. it, it was very expensive to make before. Mm-hmm. Now. Not so much. Now it's like, yeah, we can make this. I mean, we can make this like, you know, I don't know, for yeah. whatever. Make it for yeah. $100 million and it'll make about four, yeah, <laughs> for $100 million worldwide. But wow. Honestly, yeah. it's, good. it's a good piece. It's a piece where you're cheering. I, I mean, people will be cheering. You know, they're cheering, they're cheering at the hmm. end. And, and uh, yeah, it, it's good. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I, I, well, that's cool. Else that I have to get, really get out there. Yeah. Yeah, get to it. <laughs> um okay, so I think um I think what we'll do is we'll um we'll uh, come to an end pretty soon and and then like um you know, it was it was fun talking to you and there's like a lot of good little tidbits of uh, information there and we can maybe we can do it again and you know, you can talk more about other stuff. Um and I just want to say like your book of poetry, do you have that like on Amazon or anything? Yes, yeah, it's on okay. Amazon, and it's on. Uh, I I mentioned it earlier. I don't know if it, it, it flew by, but yeah, it's on Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. And the, which is uh, the problem with that? I mean, yeah, I, I found out like uh, you know you need the Kindle uh, to read that. Okay, so it's and, it's an ebook ebook uh, format. Yeah, it's on. Yes, it's on iTunes also. iTunes iBooks, like yeah, it's there okay. as well. Yes. Okay, and, and it's, that, it's seven, seven, the number seven sacred doves by Elliot Darrow, D-A-R-O. Just in case right. anybody's interested in checking that out. Right. And um, so, okay, so it's been fun, and I'm um, I'm going to close it out with some music. I might actually just, I might actually, like I said, read uh, the lyrics to this thing uh, in in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. Um, but but Elliot, thank you for joining me. Um, and it was fun. <laughs> Thank you, Marty, for having me. And it, I, it was, I, I know, time just, it just flew by. Boom. Yeah. 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 It, 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 imagine if it was only 30 minutes, I'm going to have to go back to like 30 minute format, but, but, you know, maybe we can do it again. So, um, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. No problem. It's all good. I appreciate it myself. Is it nice? Is it? I like doing. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye bye. Take care.
Okay, so thank you to my listeners. And um, the call-in line was open, but nobody was uh, calling in. So because um, I think I'm going to have the call-in number for all of the live podcasts. And um, so people can call in and just – you can just listen uh, or you can um, – you know, join in and make a comment or ask a question if you want, uh, if I have a special guest on. So right now, um, this is the archived version here going on. And I, um, we just recently in the U.S. had Martin Luther King Jr. Um, Day. And it reminded me, uh, I wrote a song back in, um, gosh, I'm not sure, it was like in the 90s. And uh, it's called My Dream. I'm going to go ahead and read read that, uh, the lyrics to that, and then close it out with some music. And um, so my dream. I had a dream, a beautiful dream. I was wrapped in a toga, cuddling with Gandhi. What a place to be, cuddling with Gandhi. I had a dream. It was a mighty dream, wrapping out peace with Dr. M.L. King. When someone shouted Whitey, he said, her name is Marty. Two different colors, we have the same name. Yeah, we all have the same name, the same blood in our veins. These are my dreams. These are the dreams. These are the dreams that we can all share. All share. We must all share. I had a dream. Maya reading poetry, while Beatrice and me, we were giggling, making our pottery. Three women, we, living equality and peace, some in our noses at this war-torn male society. It doesn't have to be. We can all be at peace. I had a dream. It was a sensual dream. Jesus and me, we were slow dancing through eternity through eternity. The crowd was screaming blasphemer as they pinned a scarlet letter on me and her. And they wanted to stone me, but he just loved me. He said he'd always love me. Yeah, he loves me. Through eternity. These are my dreams. These are the dreams. These are the dreams we can all share. We can all share. We must all share. I had a dream. It was a beautiful dream. Beautiful Jesus, beautiful Beatrice, beautiful Maya and Martin and Gandhi, beautiful you being beautiful me. This is my dream. Until next time, peace and blessings. Thank you for listening.